Aloha and welcome to Liberty Enlightening Story Talk with a Candidate, Noel for Congress. I'm your host, Noel Famera, Congressional Candidate for 2020 U.S. Congress Hawaii District 2. This podcast, we discuss what it's like to run for Congress during a pandemic, and you get to hear from a candidate perspective. On today's episode, episode four, we will be talking about UBI, universal basic income, and small businesses. I'd like to thank you all for joining in today. Thank you again for joining us today. We're going to start with small businesses and what the stimulus packages are and what it means and how it's different from a universal basic income. For one, I would like to focus on explaining and clarifying to you all what a small business is. And it consists of a company that has any income between $0 to $23 million. So companies that are making $20 million are considered small businesses. And this is why you see an income inequality in the small business loan program, such as the PPP. Small businesses do not have the ability or the resources to seek any high-powered consultant or lawyer. So therefore, they are more likely to not receive the loans or stimuluses that are out there. You also see with the stimulus package that $1,200 went out to U.S. citizens. Lots of those people made $200,000 or more last year. So we're seeing the income inequality and the limit that is put on the people instead of the support that should be there. And that is why I'm running for Congress. So to give you an explanation of where I come from, I myself am a small business owner that just had to uh, close my business in March. Now, my business offered services from anything to data consulting, web development, insurance, policy, selling insurance policies, or selling any type of consultation services. And that has been a core foundation of my income for the last 12 years. I built that business during the last recession, and it had held me up for many years. But that business just closed out in March before the stimulus package was passed. So unfortunately, my business was not covered in that stimulus package. So I had to say goodbye to a business that I had built for 12 years. So I know exactly what it's like to lose out on these packages that seem like they're going out for people. I know a lot of politicians are out there talking about how they're helping small businesses, but we have to look at the big picture and the big picture states that anybody making between 
$0 to $23 million is considered a small business. So those that are small mom and pop restaurants, small retail shops, art shops will be going out of business because they don't have the resources. And politicians don't let the public know about this. And as Congress, as a potential candidate for Congress, Congress's job is to educate the constituents on the bills that are being passed and on the legislation that's being worked on. So the small business inequality is is what has contributed to the corporate imperialistic politics polit- politics that's going on in Congress right now. Um, when we stop electing elites who don't know what it's like to struggle, we'll start to see progress in policy. But when we keep electing uh, candidates that are technically considered elite, meaning they don't know what it's like to build something from the ground up, they're more like born into wealth or born into higher educations or born into these um, higher elevated positions. They don't know what it's like to struggle, nor can they empathize with policy that would actually be beneficial to the ones most in need. They would see themselves as the ones in need when, in fact, they are the ones that are not in need. So uh, politicians will say they're for the people. And in fact, they if you look up, uh, you can look up any candidate you want at OpenSecrets.com and you can see what candidates are where they're getting their money from and I myself am on there and you can see that I have not filed because I have not made any money Uh, what money I have made hasn't even reached the threshold of five thousand dollars to file and um, so that's how you can see where the money is coming from with candidates that are running to get a clear perspective of if they're taking money from lobbyists and big corporations or stealing it from old people or if they're actually taking it from small business uh, small business and middle class individuals. So when we can change policy that says that small businesses should be a company that makes closer to, I don't know, $5 million should be the cutoff, then that's when um, we should start transitioning to a different type of business structure for individual companies. But until then, you're going to see this economic inequality in small businesses. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast and explaining why you see protesters out there right now. Because the small businesses that employ five, maybe even two people at a, at a, at a given time, so the shop may only hold a given 10 people, 15 people at a time, These places are required to shut down and not do business and also they are suffering because business is no longer coming to them because of the stay-at-home orders. So it's affecting these small businesses but the small businesses are the ones that are affected. Why? Because the stay-at-home orders are essential business and what people consider essential businesses are the big retail shops such as Walmart, Costco, Target, the Whole Foods, where groups, large groups of people are herding together, standing six feet apart, but they are still conglomerating together, which is breaking the CDC rules. 
So we have corporations exploiting the system while small businesses are not getting the funding and going under. And the, small bi- the big businesses and corporations are able to take the money and stay in business, get the loans, and keep on going. And that's why you see the stock going up for them and the small businesses getting squeezed out. And we need legislators that understand the importance of small business because they've had a small business. We can't elect people who don't know what it's like to own a business, a small business, and talk about helping small businesses. It's counterproductive. You need to have legislators that come from that world. That's why I'm a strong advocate for the fact that I come from the public sector, a business sector. I don't come from the private sector. I mean, I come from the private sector, excuse me. I don't come from the public sector. This is the first time I will be seeking something for work in terms of public sector work. I have worked in the private sector in businesses. So if we elect individuals that understand what it's like to work in the private sector, which I'm pretty sure is why people uh, elected Donald Trump in the first place, but he is doing a terrible job because he ran terrible businesses because his businesses isn't rooted in uh, people, it's rooted in profit. And that's what you see with a lot of these big corporations is this profit over people. Small businesses know that it's that that connection to your local community that keeps you in business that's the important thing is that that word of mouth that intimate community connection that keeps small businesses alive and that's going to be disintegrated with the new emergence of the digital capitalistic uh, imperialistic uh, corporations so let's move on to a universal basic income the universal basic income I got on board with this back in 2019, so last year, in the beginning of the year, I decided I was going to help and support the uh, Andrew Yang's universal basic income as a candidate for Congress and work on doing it from a congressional level, whereas he was pushing on it from a presidential level and a national level. But I thought that I would carry it on in a congressional level, and I believe this is why we even got the 12 hundred dollar stimulus but we need more progressive policy and we need more legislators pushing for universal basic income see what happens is these government programs stem from these types of economic turmoil in our country so for example during the great depression social security was created and so was insurance and we moved to a different currency because of the devastation of the economy at that time so this is replaying itself out worse than the great depression so what's going to come from this what kind of programs are we going to introduce that are going to help the american people and move this country forward without raising the national debt or at least contributing to it and what we need to do is tax these big tech companies who are paying zero dollars in taxes well, they collect trillions of dollars. We need to hold these companies accountable, and that's what I'm willing to do as a representative for you in Congress. And the people of District 2 know that they need a candidate that is willing to take on these corporations because here in District 2, we are purposely out there coming together to end the corporate imperialism that is destroying our planet 
and destroying human morals. So this is why I'm here, everyone, to tell you that I am willing to stand up for liberty. I am willing to stand up for our rights, get a universal basic income during this depression and move us forward while small businesses are going down. And I'm also moving to protect data rights. And I suggest you listen to the other podcasts that I've aired prior to this. I try to keep these podcasts very short. And uh, after this month, I will be moving to more 30-minute segments rather than 15-minute segments. Please uh, stay informed. And we look forward to having another discussion with you next week on Wednesday. I would like to thank you all for tuning in to Liberty Enlightening, Story Talk with a Candidate, No Wealth for Congress.